0: hey what's up guys it's Fatih salim and i'm going to start by speaking about music Uh, music creates a very strong potent karmic cycle especially if you listen to the same thing over and over and over again that's what i use i i leverage that to lose weight and to run for hours and hours and hours and miles and miles and miles Um, but it was fleeting it's it doesn't last and can it's really a, an insane way of doing things because it's just doing the same thing over and over and over again. And if you expect anything different to happen, you're you're just mad. Um, and so I would do the same exact workouts, just pull up circuits, push up circuits, running for miles for days and days, <laughs> and listening to the same songs over and over and over again. That's how I basically hypnotize myself to to do the work, right? Especially when I didn't want to do it, I would hypnotize myself. And so it's a very powerful tool. Music is a very powerful tool. And just like everything else, it's not good or it's not bad. Uh, it just depends on where you want to go, right? If you want to live a life of pure pleasure, it's, it's amazing. If you want to live a life of moderate pleasure, it's amazing. If you want to live a life of, of very little pr- pleasure in the, in the music department, it's amazing. It's really about context and where you want to go. So I don't want the intention here to be that I'm telling someone that something's good or bad. I don't believe in that. I just think, for me right now, at this stage of my life, uh, consistently listening to music, uh, it's just not conducive. Because I I wouldn't do it from the right place. I would do it to, to drown out my thoughts. I would do it to go on autopilot. And not face reality. And so, the best place to be is reality. So why are we avoid, Why do we avoid it as a... Why do, why do I tend to avoid it sometimes? Right? Why do we escape? Because maybe deep down we just don't feel like we're special enough or survival instincts kick in and we try to force something that shouldn't even happen and so the better quality of questions you ask yourself it's going to lead to better results so why is the question that a lot of times we stop asking I used to ask why so many times as a kid over and over and over and over again 'Cause I, I just genuinely wanted to know, like, why. Like, why is that the case? Just curiosity. <laughs> and so I love to ask why, I love to learn. And whenever I'm not learning I notice other areas get stagnant too. When I'm not learning something new, when I'm not making any progress, uh, in in whatever impact I'm looking to make, I just I just don't make enough of an impact. And so now I realize that the incentive for me to, to get into better shape, to take better care of myself, is to impact others, right? And do it from the right place. Because a lot of it is, is marketing, right? But if your message is right, or if your message is, is what you intend it to be, right? Whether it's right or wrong, and you're able to reach more people that way. And so ultimately it's if we try to defy what we actually need and if we don't take any responsibility for it, one of the most powerful things is our word. Our word has so much weight. And that's why I I actually sometimes hesitate from making these podcasts because I know when I put these things out there, I don't align with them because I do associate with my word. Right? Because we're taught to associate with our words. It's deeply ingrained in us. Not just our words, our tonality. We We deeply associate with both of those. And I don't know, there's something amazing about just being fully empty emptiness can lead to some clarity sometimes there's there's phases right it's all context I'm always gonna bring this up one of the fundamental things that I I keep going back to is that context is key right the best analogy is like one exercise might be amazing for some one person but that same exercise might injure the other right like so that's why it's so important to to know thyself right that's that is the that's one of the initiatives that we aren't taught because we're we're always taught to gather so much information which is it can be good right it can be effective but when you train your brain to just crave information and and not anything it's it's just one way of living it's not good or it's bad but if your intention and if you deep down would like to experience more like just experience more but you're dumbing yourself down with information right then that just creates complete dissonance cognitive dissonance if I say I want to get into shape right, I've done this in the past and now I'm like alright no more of that because if I truly want to be in the best shape of my life right, and I raise my standard as it's just raising your standard of living in that mode then I'll do it if I don't truly want it then I won't do it it's just that simple and so, that's why we need to be careful about what we say. Because if we say we're going to do something, right, and we end up not doing it, that can be devastating. And I've made that mistake. It becomes devastating, especially if we put a timeline to it. Right? And yes, we can get it done. I do believe we can get it done. But if we do it from the wrong place, it always backfires. And if, we don't do it, if you don't do it right the first time and you create that pattern of doing things the wrong way, this is wisdom from my father. He would always do things the right way the first time, obsessively, every little detail. He's a pure scientist. He would obsess over the process. And every time I would deviate from that process, I realized that I was going against that fundamental principle that my, my, my dad instilled in me. Just do things the right way the first time. And so as I move forward, it's not about perfection, but it's just doing it with the right intention. I think that's what he really meant. right? Doing things with the right intention the first time and having the intention set and the end in mind set before you even start. That way you can follow through and actually complete it. And so the thing about having so many different options is that you create so many open loops and it's not good or it's not bad. But it's just like, what do you actually want? And if you have no idea what you want, and that's perfectly okay, but you just have to accept the consequences of that. Because then you're too going to get random things. And so as we live in the, the era of complete order, right, and just trying to get order and, and complete certainty, we seek variability from areas that should not, they're, they're just popping up. Right? We're looking for variability. We're taking different types of risks, and that variability is is something that's interesting to me because we see that shift in a lot of different areas. Right? People will take risks uh, with their finances now. They have no they have no risk outside of that. It's the only thing they can risk. The only thing that they identify with. People take risks with their lives they just have no clear purpose and impact and so I look at myself I see and and really the challenge here is like what is the context and what is the the impact that I want to make and do I even know what I want and as I look through I think one of the best things I can do to serve people is to help them get out of their psychological drama the way I have And so whenever I get caught into it, it's because I haven't been getting onto the wave. I've been trying to fight the wave. It's just not there. It's just not ready. It's just, you can try, but it's not going to do anything. The wave isn't the wave for you. It's not it. It's going to make you crash. You're going to fall off the board over and over and over again. If you keep mistiming it, at the wrong, if you keep going in at the wrong time, with the wrong intentions, without any clue of what you are looking to end up with, you're just going to keep crashing off. Instead of rising with the wave and the tides and, and steering yourself through and riding that wave to that next, that next echelon. So as I look, you can look at the most basic things, right, from your diet to your communication with your team, the culture that you're in, the culture that you are contributing to and creating. It's just not right. It's not good. It's not fair to others, not fair to yourself. and a lot of times the things that we we preach about we talk about it's funny because if you don't practice it it's it's, it makes it 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 exacerbates it because now you're living against your actual values and what you're saying and so really the solution here is to clear it out clear out the space clear out the time clear out the activities and that way you can reconnect. right? And this doesn't have to be for periods, like years and years and years. This could be five minutes. You disconnect for five minutes. You give yourself the ability to be present for five minutes. It's amazing what you can accomplish when you have a timeline, when you have the end goal, end goal in mind, when you have the intention behind it and a solid intention, the one that is completely made to to provide the, the biggest impact in people's lives. And so one of the things that I learned in, in Sadhguru's book, Inner Engineering, is that beliefs are they're the most powerful thing. And a lot of times we have hidden beliefs that we don't acknowledge. Right. If you don't acknowledge these beliefs it's very hard to make a shift It's amazing. And so I finally realize that some like some of the beliefs that I have is just it's so deeply rooted. And I've identified too much with the physical realm. And know, create too much certainty around where I am. There's no, If there's no urgency, there's, you can't get it done. And the real, oh man, I just realized this. So Sadhguru talks about in the book that depending on the path you want to take in life and the end goal that you want, right, and, the, and the things you want to practice, there's different ways to prime your mind, body, and energy for that. Right? just like how a bodybuilder eats a certain diet versus a marathon runner eats a certain diet moves a certain way right? carries himself a certain way it's the same thing right? if you're going to be an intellectual there's a certain diet you should eat there's a certain way you should move there's a certain way you should speak to have the best result to create the least amount of friction for that specific result One of my first mentors, Rich, he told me he was obsessed with pre- preparation. Obsessed. Every little detail. Just prepared like a madman. He was so good at it. And he taught me that and I haven't applied it enough. And I need to apply it more often. Preparation talking about it urgency how can we create more urgency why would we create more urgency why would we go through this certain path why are we shifting our diet Right. what is the intention behind that why am I fasting why am I exercising why am I speaking to these people Why am I taking the alternative path? The path that no one else takes. No sane person would take. Why am I going down this path instead? Is it to stand out? No. So that I'm able to communicate at a level that gives that other person a chance to really be, and I mean be, who they are. You can do a lot of things at the same time, but you can only be once, once, right? once at a time, once. You can do a lot of things, but you can only be once. And so the challenge is to be. And I obviously am not the best communicator yet, yet, right? Words have weight, but I'm working towards that. And communication has been something that I've actually, I've actually been able to regress in purposefully because I don't, I don't, I don't see the reasoning behind influence anymore and persuasion. I don't see that reasoning it's not the same anymore it can be so subtle now it doesn't have to be so explicit and we only remember things through analogies and stories and restatements and questions analogies questions, restatements those are the only three things we remember everything else is just data doesn't stick little stupid analogies stick Right. Here's an example. Right. Little Red Riding Hood. Why did that stick? Because it's such a basic, simple story. Right. There's some. There's visual. There's. There's. There's auditory. Right. You see the wolf. You hear the wolf. Kinesthetic. All of that. So that's something that I also need to work on. Giving those analogies, you notice the great speeches have those analogies ingrained. I need some sleep, man. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Appreciate all you. Have a great night.